Welcome back to Shit Talk. Hi, I'm Adam, and I suck at fantasy football. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of went over this last week. I kind of fucked you. J- Jeff had a great week, so there's not much you could have done. I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't win when I score between 90 and 110 every week. That's not how you win in this league. I deserve to lose. I had the worst season of my fantasy football career. It was terrible through and through from the draft till Sunday. And it was just slow. I was slowly dying all year. I was uh, stabbed in the heart and they left it in and just let me slowly die. Yeah, well, you kept saying you were going to make a trade. You never did. Yeah, um, it wouldn't have helped. You scored more than John this week, so... Who cares? I still have to either drive to South Carolina or do whatever you guys vote for me to do. Meanwhile, at approximately 3.30 p.m. last Sunday, I was on suicide watch. Yep. When Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins started getting so many catches. DeAndre was doing garbage time work. Yeah, fun story. I Michael Thomas. I, I, was, fucking hate him. I was actually playing Xbox with Charlie when it happened, and I was the one that told him that Austin Eckler broke a 84-yard touchdown. Really? It was not good. He was not very happy. <laughs> I do think that he did deserve to win. I don't but know how you can say that when I had more points. Austin Eckler popped off. Whatever. Who cares? Let's move on to this week. The semifinals. We have you at Brian. And then on the other side, we have... Zinc at Parker. Which game do you want to talk about first? Let's do Zinc and Parker. Okay. These teams played one time before this season. Uh, Parker won 137.1 to 126.3. We're looking at a pretty evenly projected game for this week. I think that just like last week, Parker faces a couple of difficult matchups. But as has happened all season, Zinc Injuries are here. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised to see that Zinc is has more projected points. I did not. I haven't looked at this game at all until right now. Um, but usually Parker's got a lot of projected points. He's got the bigger names. Mm-hmm. Um, is Josh Jacobs going to play? We don't even know. No, we don't. But I, I really don't think that that. I mean, he is projected for twenty points. I don't think that that's that big of a deal if he doesn't play, though. Because he has his backups? Because he has the backups. And, I don't know, I, I just think I can't see a scenario where Parker loses this game. Yeah, I can't either. Zink's team doesn't really scare me this week. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I I know he's going to have a good day tonight. but The, the Jets I, have a decent they're gonna defense. They're going to get up early and run the ball. Yeah, the Jets have a decent defense. I don't know if he's going to play the whole game. He's kind of hurt. Yeah. It's not really the best spot for Zinc to be in right now. I would say that if you were looking at his lineup, I mean, besides Josh Jacobs, two years ago or last year, you would say that he's going to win it all and it's not even close because James Conner and Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen and Kareem Hunt. But this year, it, it's just Keenan's not hasn't been great. Um, Devontae has been inconsistent and injured. Who knows who the Browns are going to on the running game? And then the Giants' defense. I know it's Miami, but 
the Giants defense? Yeah, they're pretty bad. I was going to bring that up too, actually. Um, I mean, you play the matchups with your defense, so it could it could work out for him. But look, you're right. Look, realistic, I think that the best move for, for Zink would be, granted, if he plays, um, I think that he takes out... Oh, he's not going to play. Just kidding. Forget it. I was going to say to put in DJ Chark, but DJ Chark is not going to play this week. Um, um, on the Parker side, though, Miles yeah. Sanders might be a flex now. He's kind of... Well, he's got a lot more touches with no Jordan Howard there, um, but Jacob Hollister in his tight end spot is a little worrisome. Right. You know, I think that it's it's a mistake for him to play Miles Sanders over um, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup leads the Cowboys in touches and targets over the past six weeks or something. I don't remember the exact week total, but... I do like Michael Gallup. You're right. I think that Washington has a decent run defense. It's been good all year. And then Boston Scott has been getting a lot of touches in Philly. Who knows what's going to happen over there? I think that either John Brown or Michael Gallup is a better play there. And I think that Parker is being Parker and being a projection whore. Well, I I like I like your point with Gallup. I think Parker's just scared to start both wide receivers in a playoff game. Um, he, he did it in the regular season a few times, I think, but the matchup doesn't look great. But I, I think I would do that. You're right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if Evan, if Evan Ingram is going to play. He's questionable right now. If he does, he's the obvious start over Jacob Hollister. But who knows? Yeah. I, I really I want to get into to Parker's head a little bit here. Now, the first thing that I noticed that, that makes me laugh about Parker's team right now is not only is he carrying three tight ends, but he's also carrying three defenses, yeah. which I just find funny. It, it just is, is funny to me. He only has one running back on his roster and in in, on the bench. It's just like this is the most, I, I would say, flustered Parker we've seen. He, yeah. he seems like he's scrambling right now, and I, I think that he might tinker around with this lineup a little bit, and that could come back to bite him. Well, hopefully if... You know, he listens to this. We get in his head a little bit. But you're right about the defenses and the tight ends. I mean, at most, there's two weeks left in his season, and mm-hmm. he has three defenses on. So you're right. He should make a decision. If he wants to start one of the defenses next week, he can let go of the other one. And same thing for tight ends. I don't understand it. You're right. Those are valuable roster spots. Yeah, especially now when there he does have a better shot at like getting somebody on waivers. I know that there aren't as many players, but... There are a couple of guys that could benefit your team to have, on, like, even on your bench, even if you're just blocking the other team from t- picking them up. Yeah, exactly, which is what I did with uh, the players I added. And, this week. and we'll, we'll get there in a couple seconds. I just want to go over the lines really quick on this game. Also, no matter what, for these last two games, there will be a game next week. The losers play in the third-place game. Winner gets $50, I think. Yeah, so. So no matter what, there's a, a, a game next week. Yeah. Um, also... We, we've talked about how Parker has scored a lot of points this, this year. Mm-hmm. But overall, Zink has averaged more points with this lineup per week than Parker has, which I find really interesting. Yeah, that surprises me a lot. Um, you I, know, when you just look at these like we have been in the last few minutes, it just I would automatically assume Parker has the better team. But right. I, I'm rethinking it right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I am too. I would say that this is like a... I know we're pl- the game is at Michael Parker, and Parker won the first game, 
But I'm going to give this to Zinc. I'm going to follow the projections here. I'm going to say Zinc is a minus two. So he's a two-point favorite going in. You can get him at like a minus 125 odds on the money line. Parker's probably the opposite. So like a plus 125, you want to take him to win. It's going to be a very high-scoring game. We're looking at about 265 points on the over-under, which is big. Um, it This is going to be like, this is what you want in the playoffs. This is the high-scoring game that you're always watching. Now, Zink has the guy going Thursday night, and then we got a lot of guys... It's the same thing for Parker. He has the same two teams throughout the whole lineup. But this is a game that you're going to look at on Sunday, and you're going to be like, this is fun. I'm happy that this is a semifinal game. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm going to disagree with you, though. I think I think Parker wins. I think his Chiefs have a great day. Um, they've been kind of held in check the past couple of weeks. I think they break out. Chris Carson, you know, there's no Rashad Penny anymore. Chris Carson might get 30 touches this week Yeah, uh, against Carolina's run defense, which is terrible. There. And and I think the Cowboys at home against an average defense, I mean, he might not put Gallup in, but Cooper, I just see having a great day again. So I'm going to go with Parker here. I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to go back to it for a second. You mentioned that the, you think the Chiefs are going to do really well. Yeah. Denver has been hot. Mm-hmm. They're good. It would make me a little bit nervous, especially to start the Chiefs defense, just because their pass defense hasn't been great all year. Their defense overall hasn't been amazing all year. I know that they're ranked 10, but mm-hmm. they've been giving up a lot of rushing yards. They've been giving up points with a rookie quarterback. It's the same concept in baseball. If you're facing a rookie pitcher, you never know what to expect. And that that's kind of why I just I give it to Zink because I, I think for Zink, it's a lot more like if one team is bad, Parker loses. If, if the Cowboys shit the bed against the Rams, then... Parker has a good chance to lose. Yeah, you're right. So um, that, that's the yeah. only reason why I favor Zink. That's uh, a great point because Parker, in his starting lineup right now, has three sets of two guys on the same team. He's mm-hmm. got his Seattle Seahawks, his, you know, obviously his Cowboys and Chiefs. So that's a great point. Even, you know, just one, if, if both, if two out of three teams have a slow day, it could be bad for Parker. Right, and those teams could even win. Like, if the Chiefs win... 21-17 over the, the the Denver Broncos, it's still not the best game for, for Patrick Mahomes, and it's not the best game for Tyreek Hill, I would assume. So yeah. it's really interesting. That's the only reason. I know Parker's going to say that I always pick against him, but it's just because if you're looking at an educated guest side of it, there's much more that can go wrong easier on Parker's side than Zink's side. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, let's, let's move over to your game. I know... So, you guys also only faced once this year. I'm surprised yeah. at that. I, I think that that was one of the best games of the season in my mind. It was a 176-160 Brian win over you. Now, a lot has changed since then. Your team is hot right now. Brian's team is not as hot. He is starting his boy Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I think that's going to make a big difference. Um, Brady has been shaky all year. But if you look at your matchups compared to his... It, it it's going to be really interesting because I think that you have the matchup advantage, but he still has the running back advantage, which we know that running backs win games. It's close, though. I'm going to give it to you just because there there's just – there's so much that's been going on lately on Brian's side. His wide receivers don't look great. Um, Mark Ingram is facing the best run defense in the league. Um Nick Chubb is splitting carries with 
Kareem Hunt. Christian Kirk is his number one receiver. And then if you just look at your lineup, you just have the line. Like, you got Dalvin Cook. You've got – you have, besides Drew Brees, who is obviously one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league, every one of your position players is a top ten player. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this game, obviously, because I'm playing in it, but I love my team. I'm really proud of the players I have assembled here, but I have looked at this a hundred different ways. I just can't see Brian losing. I just can't see it. I know I know he's only got a few stud players, but those guys are going to go off no matter what, and if any of those other guys have even decent days, I'm going to be in big trouble. I would love to agree with you, but I, I really just can't. It, it's really difficult in our league to see a team projected for 150 points. You don't see it that often. Yeah, but it's just, I'm not going to meet that. I guarantee you I will not break 150 this week. Probably not, but still, to, I think that if you're looking at the same screen that I am right now, besides Christian McCaffrey and Mark Ingram, which are question, like even questionable at that point, you have the advantage at every position in this game. And I, I don't think that's that wrong. I, I, think, uh, that, I think that you do. I, so Christian, Christian's gone two weeks without a touchdown. That's why his numbers are a little down. Chubb is playing Arizona, who is horrendous on defense. They, he's going to get at least 15 points. Um, and you know what? If Christian Kirk or Debo Samuel catch a touchdown between both of them, I mean, that's that's like the worst-case scenario for me. And tonight, Mark Ingram, I will be surprised if he doesn't have two touchdowns and 20 fantasy points. Do you know how good the Jets' defense is against the run? It's like the only thing that they're good at this year. Well, they're 11th in fantasy, but also, Lamar is kind of banged up. They're not going to run him into the ground. They're going to hand the ball off a lot. Yeah, I think Gus Edwards is going to get a, a decent uh, carry share this week. But I, I see what you're saying. I just... I really, just like you say, you can't see Brian lose. I don't know if I could see you lose this game. Brian, I know that you're, like, punching the wall right now. It's it's not that your team, I think that you're just facing Will at the wrong time. I, I don't think it's anything about your team. Also, what we, I mean, the key factor in this game could be if the Patriots go back to playing like they did the first six weeks of the season. I know they've had, I know they've had really good weeks lately, but if they go back and they put up that 25-30 point game, Brian could take this. I yeah, don't think they exactly. will, but I, I, I think that it's going to be a pretty crazy spread that I'm going to lay on this game. I think that, Will, I would put you as like a 15-point favorite in this game going on that the road at Brian. High. Way too high. I know. Way too high. I know. So, dude, Okay. McCaffrey, Chubb, Ingram, Patsy could all go for 20. That's 80 points right there. His five other guys just need 40, 50 points, and I think it's over. And I am extremely – I've almost come I'm – not, I'm not going to say I've given up, but I've almost come to like peace with the idea that I'm not winning this game. Shut the fuck up. You're I'm such – you are such a pussy that <laughs> this game – should, like you should feel confident that you got Brian at this point. Isn't this what you wanted? I feel like you wanted to face Brian in the playoffs. I I wanted to face more than anything. I wanted to make sure my first round matchup um, had tough player matchups on his side, 
which Charlie did, but unfortunately for me, he almost pulled it off anyway. Um, but Brian, I didn't know about because he had kind of stumbled into the playoffs, but he had nothing to play for. So I can see why he kind of, you know, didn't go all out at the end there. McCaffrey's gone down and his, he's trending down, but he's going to go right back up. It's, he's due for one touchdown. I don't know if you know this, but Carolina is bad. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he is not their entire offense. He's the number one player in fantasy by a large margin. Yeah, whatever. All right, I, I guess I agree. I will lower the spread. Fifteen is a lot. I'll put it at nine. You're a nine. You're you're a big favorite. That's just what it is. Right. You can take Brian to cover all you want, but you're right. a nine and a half point favorite here. It's it's a game that it it's your game to lose. Yeah, which makes me nervous because I usually lose those games. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it. It's your game to lose. We have, I mean, it, it's it's a great, like, just watching McCaffrey up against Dalvin Cook and then Chubb up against Fournette and then Eckler against Ingram, it's just going to be fun to watch. This is going to be the game of the year. Um, no, it's not. I think the other game is the game of the year. Are but, you kidding me? That's snooze fest over there? <laughs> The, we between me and Brian, we we have we're both com- like the top two in points scored. We have studs on both sides of the ball here. I just this is the game of the year. This is what you want to watch in prime time Sunday night in January. All right, I'll give it to you. Over under set at one fifty seven, two fifty seven, not one, two fifty seven. It's so basically less than the other game. Less than the other game. I think the other game scores a lot just because it's those two teams. That have averaged. I mean, you two have averaged more than them, but I, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I I just feel like it. I you feel like I feel like this is a, a first team to one thirty wins. Uh, okay. All right. We'll see how that works out. I I think Ingram's gonna fuck me up the ass tonight, though. Well, we'll see about that. I disagree. Um, any uh, other notes for you? Yeah, I've got a ton, um, including stuff that relates to me and Brian's game. Okay. Um, a couple of historical notes here. The one seed has always made the championship, no mm-hmm. four or five ever. So something to keep in mind here. I'm literally trying to rewrite history. Um, all right, let's see other playoff implications here. Uh, the six seed. Um, is one in five in the first round, and I know that happened last week, but um, it's it's pretty much impossible to win as a six seed. So that's might have been why we saw John lose last week. Uh, four seed, four and two. So uh, one of those two losses came last week with Charlie, and we should congrats give congrats to Zinc for winning his first playoff game. Yep, I, I think that's a that's big. It, it's it's really turning the tide when you when you look at it if. I know it was really close last week between Zink and, and John. If if John were to have pulled it off, it would have been an original four matchup in the, the semifinals. It would have been you, Brian, Mike, and John. It, it would have been, I mean, having Zink in there, it's big for the league, I would say. We should, we should talk about that game. We kind of glossed over it. I mean, it wasn't, there was not much to talk about, but... It wasn't a good game. game. It was, that Monday night game came down to Saquon and Alshon needing thirty points, and they gave him a combined ten. And it was just it was just shitty to watch, but I kind of like enjoyed following that storyline. When I saw that game, well, that like Monday afternoon when I was driving home from work, and I saw how bad the weather was, 
And then I heard that it was going to be a slop fest in Philadelphia. I said that there is no way that John is winning this game. And I was right. Yeah, well, it was definitely a disappointing end for John. Yeah, John was Halfway so... Halfway through, I was seriously considering him to be the front runner for yep. the, uh, the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to take a note and kind of just address how sad it is that for 13 weeks... John and Charlie like worked their ass off to get to this point, had as good a shot as any of us to advance, and now, and now they're gone, and that just sucks. And it kind of it kind of makes the rest of us, you know, gives us a reality check, gives us that motivation, because I don't want that to be me, and that's just the cruel aspect of fantasy football. Fuck you. Yeah, you wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an every two years kind of guy. <laughs> All right, so um, I think other than that, the last notes I have here, um, we only have, I think, two players left who have never won a playoff game, and that is Charlie and Brian, unless I can't think of somebody else. Oh, shit, I forgot that Brian still technically has never won a playoff game. Yeah, well, it can change <laughs> this week. That is amazing. That would be the storyline going into next season if you beat him this week. That Brian um, yeah, we, Brian we blew Brian blew a nine a nine and zero lead. Yeah, we did talk about that. Oh, he doesn't want to be the twenty seventeen Warriors. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. A, that's also a great storyline for this week. So I mean, I, I'll feel happy for Brian if he beats me this week. I will too. I, I've said it for a lot of the time that I would like for Brian to win. I think that if if it were me ranking these four teams and who I would want to see win. I'm going to go from the bottom. Number yeah. four is Parker. Michael Parker. I do not want to see him win. I, I would rather see John win five years in a row than see Parker win <laughs> one more. Um, then after that, I would have to say that it is you. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want the repeat. It's, not, it's nothing against you. I just don't want a repeat. You just don't want us to talk shit in your ear all offseason. I mean, you will already. I know. I came in last. Yeah, I deserve it. I literally <laughs> deserve all of the shit talk. This podcast should just be talking shit about how bad I am as a drafter, as an owner, as a game manager, as a trader, as everything. I am so bad at fantasy sports that it's an Israel curse that comes from my dad. We have never, he has not won a championship. He is bad. He has, oh my God. And, and now he passed it down to me. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping you, you suck again next year because if not, we're going to lose half our content. No, I think that there's going to be, if I am in football purgatory and I am that, that seven or eight seed again, then there won't be content. But if I'm in that top three or the bottom two, we'll have some content. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Zink is your second-ranked player you're hoping to win. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see Zink win. I think that it's it would be good to, to have some fresh blood in that um, in that championship. And then Brian, I, I think that he deserves it. Yeah, he's Brian, go- Brian has gone a long time. He's, um, gone he's, th- he's gone through so much in this league that I, I really think that he he might want it more than you guys, but he doesn't talk about it. Like I, he, he has this internal drive that I just know from talking to him that he wants this so badly that like, I didn't think that it, it was real. Like he was telling me about listening to the podcast a couple weeks ago where we just shit on his team for like five straight minutes. 
and he was genuinely mad. And I, I like that because it shows passion for the league. Yeah, he, you know what? He put together a great team with the draft. Brian's never been a uh, acquisition guy over the course of a season. Never. But, I mean, he hit on four just terrific draft picks, and mm-hmm. that might be enough to to ride him all the way to the inedible. And the the crazy thing about the draft for Brian was that he wasn't like he had no prep for it. He was literally working. He was calling in. Parker yeah. was doing a really bad job of telling him what the picks were, and. <laughs> And he just somehow put together this team that has just performed outrageously well all season. And yeah. it's something that even if he were to lose this week, he should be proud because it's a step, it's a big step in the right direction. But it would also be a disappointment because he had such a good year. I mean, you, I mean, you can't pick who you're going to play. Yeah. Um, besides right. that, I think that, I think, that, I think we're good. Um, I'm excited to watch these two games. I think these are the four best teams. We got lucky. Nobody really like squeaked their way in. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to you, John. Um, he's probably not even going to listen. What's the point of listening if you're not in the, the playoffs? Yeah, I feel like I feel like when John loses, he doesn't even open the app. Anymore. Right. John goes back and is smart by himself with whatever job that he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing the year I out mean, of college. Yeah. He's the real winner in, in all of this. Yep. Hey, John, um, let me know when your wedding is. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs>